Hey, it's Kelly from Zinimi. Before we start this next episode, I have a quick question for you. How do you feel about being subpoenaed in your private practice? If you have any fear, sense of dread, or worry, you are not alone. Please join us for our upcoming training with Nicole Stoller-Peterson on mastering your subpoena process in private practice. It's going to be an amazing training to help build your confidence, to help you serve your clients better, and to take out the guesswork when it comes to being subpoenaed in your private practice. All you need to do is go to zinnime.com and check out the training there. You will also get a recording if you sign up. We can't wait to see you there. Everybody and welcome to the Starting a Counseling Practice podcast. We're diving into our Websites for Therapist series, bringing on amazing therapists from all over the country to share their journeys of having a website for their private practice. Well, they're sharing what worked, what didn't work, what they, what they knew, what they thought they knew, what they didn't know, uh, all in, in the you know, in the focus that you will feel more inspired, educated, and, you know, have some great advice from therapists who've been there, done that, and creating a website for your private practice. I'm really happy that I get to <laughs> talk with Ashley Comages today. <laughs> She's going to be sharing her website for therapist story. Ashley, do you want to share with everybody where you're located and what your niche is and your URL? Yeah. Um, so I'm currently located in Tampa, Florida. We are um, a military family. And so I'm licensed in multiple places. We just moved this summer um, from New Orleans area. Um, and I practice in Louisiana, in Florida, in Hawaii, and in Colorado. Um, and, um, so yeah, I'm licensed multiple places and working with clients all over. I, um, specialize in working my, with women with anxiety, helping them to navigate life transition, grief, and trauma, and, um, have a kind of specialty niche in working in the perinatal or perimental health with women with postpartum anxiety, depression, also in pregnancy that shows up as well. So that's really my specialty is women anxiety, and it can be about a variety of things, anxiety about motherhood, um, about having a new baby, about job, work, life balance, COVID, all of the above. Um, all of the things, all of the things. And what's your uh, web address? And my web address is ashleycomages.com. Awesome. And that's C-O-M-E-G-Y-S um, and Ashley with an E or yes. an E-Y. E-Y, yes. <laughs> I was like in my head, I was like, oh, wait, no, that doesn't quite work. Yeah. Like that's a, all those pieces. All right. So Ashley, when did you decide to start a private practice? So I started initially, I've had, uh, it's, it's kind of gone in different phases. Initially I started in 2015, um, when my then fiance and I uh, moved to Hawaii because he was getting stationed there. And I, 
Um, I'm a licensed clinical social worker and I could not find the find work there. Mm -hmm. And just with our lifestyle of needing to be able to travel, um, with his work schedule, I, I felt like, okay, this is the time to, I guess, start exploring private practice and was trying to kind of do it on my own at the time and ended up meeting somebody else there who was in the process of starting a group practice. And so she and I, and another therapist started this group. Um, I did all of our credentialing help, like was basically like the clinic director as we kind of got it all up and running. And then fast forward a few years, we were moving off Island. I had a baby and was still doing some work online with clients at the time um, in Hawaii. We were moving um, back to Louisiana and I, it was that chicken or the egg. Do you find a job or do you find childcare? Mm. And I was not fully committed to wanting to still be in the group. Um, but I was still seeing some clients individually, um, and was again, just trying to figure out what do I want to do job wise, because starting and shutting down a practice every three years is just not feasible, but I loved the autonomy and I loved the empowerment. I felt as I was building my practice, as I worked for myself. And then I kind of had the light bulb moment of, wait, I already had done work online with clients. I, when we were living there, I was working with clients online kind of in my own work, apart from the, um, uh, the, the group practice was working with clients in Louisiana and in Hawaii. And I was like, wait, I can, I can do this on my own. Like I already know how to do all the credentialing stuff. I already know how to do, to build the practice in many ways, but um, that's then when I found boot camp um, because I knew I, I wanted to do it um, better <laughs> than I had done. Um, I was like, I just need some, t- I need to help focus on some of this stuff and help get myself in the right path since I'm doing this on my own. So I've been completely online, um, individual in my practice since uh, the very start of 2019, all online. Um, and it's allowed me to continue to move and not have to start and shut down a practice. Which is, I mean, so powerful to be able to have that kind of flexibility and it just fits with your life. And I, I, and it's a huge amount of stress for, I've had a lot of friends who are current or past military families and that sense of like frustration for the non-military spouse of like giving in like this up and down with their career path and feeling like the limitations of that. Yes. This just takes that away and allows you to really have a career. Oh, for sure. Yeah. When we had moved from Hawaii back to Louisiana, it was that it, I don't know why it hadn't occurred to me before then, but it was this, oh, like my career is always just going to be linear from here on out. If I'm just working for somebody else and we're moving with the military, because I'm not going to advance in three years. I'm not going to, they're not going to hire me for, you know, higher up positions if they know I'm leaving. And, and so it was this, oh, like, okay, my career really is going to take back seat. And I had Mm -hmm. my career, I had my master's before I had met my husband and it was really important Mm -hmm. to me. So it was once I figured out, well, wait a second. I already, I already know how to do this. I are, yeah. I can do this. And it's been so like, I use the word empowering because it really is like, 
I've done this. This is my business. And like this past summer when we moved was a perfect example of being able to say, like, there was not the stress of we're moving and now how are we going to do this financially? Because I don't have a job. Well, I had to take time off. (laughs) I had to like put pause on the practice for because people, I am full, you know, and, um, and that was a nice problem to have given the stress that it usually is in moving as a military family. Oh, I love that. So tell me about when you first started your, your practice in Louisiana, because this was like, just you wasn't someone else. And you were like, I'm going to build a website or I'm going to get a website. What was the first thing that you decided to do or imagined you'd do? Well, I had had a website previously and had shut it down Mm. before. um, Where did you do the first website? I think it was through therapy sites because I think that was, and that was in 2015. And, and like, I think the few people that I knew who had websites, they were like, oh yeah, I've done it through something like that. And, and I had a website and, um, but I didn't realize like the importance of it. I don't think, Mm. you know, and what it really was or is. And so I had it, but I don't, it definitely didn't benefit me in the ways that it could have if I had done it a different way. Yeah. Um, which for a variety of reasons, I didn't understand or know about SEO or really about like ownership of my site, um, Mm -hmm. and what needed to be there. And so, um, I think I had still just had like a psychology today profile at the time. Cause again, my practice was just in limbo. And so when I started back up, it was one of these things where I think it was in boot camp of like, okay, no, a website is important. And then as I was really thinking about my practices going to be all online, like a website is so important because people aren't necessarily like, they're not looking through the phone book. That's like, that's not happening. And, um, you know, word of mouth can happen, but I was thinking about it too. Like if someone's like, Oh, you should go check out this restaurant. What do you do? You get on your phone and you go Mm -hmm. online to look, to see like, Check what is the menu? Website? Exactly. And <laughs> if it's one of those websites that looks like it's like still from like early 2000s with like the visitor account at the bottom, you're like, oh, like this hasn't been updated. Is this, you know, like how, how good are they? And so I knew that when I did my website, like I wanted this to be something that when someone came there, they're like, oh no, like this is legit. You know, there's, there's something here for me. And so, um, you know, I've definitely considered different platforms for that and ended up going with Squarespace for, um, for several reasons. And it was, it's been really easy to use and Mm -hmm. to do myself. So what um, were the reasons that you ultimately went with Squarespace? Um, I had heard SEO was like that they were easy to do with SEO and that they were then like that they had good SEO power, um, partially the ease of being able to put it together. Um, I, at the time, like, I think that was, I don't, I don't know what the latest is in bootcamp, but like, I think you had kind of like step-by-step stuff. And I, I followed a lot of that to just kind of help build. It was like, all right, there's already a blueprint. Like, let (laughs) me use that. Like, I don't need to go reinvent the wheel right now. Mm 
Um, so definitely like this, the ease of doing it, like there wasn't coding that I had to do. Um, and visually I, mm. I felt like, um, the, I'm a visual person and, and that's part of the experience I wanted people to have when they came to my site is that pictures and images and colors that like, it draws people in. And I, mm. I really liked the ways that Squarespace allows you to, kind of put that stuff together to create that experience. Mm. And what were the things as you started building your website, what were the most, like the hardest parts that you were kind of surprised by as you started digging deeper? The writing, mm. <laughs> the copy. Yeah. <laughs> um, writing the copy because that I just, I, I did not want to do that at the, at the, at the mm. beginning, you know, um, mm-hmm. I also think kind of changing the way that you go about writing copy, you know, so much yeah. is, this is who I am and this is what is, you know, what I do and understanding how to write in a way that attracts clients and isn't just about you. I, yeah. I think once I understood that and I got like, okay, this isn't, yes, they're coming to learn about me, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> I think it helped make it a lot easier to, okay, then do the next page and do the next. And as I've added specialties, as I've added locations, it's much easier for me to sit down and write that, that kind yeah. of content. They're, they're looking to find out how can this person help me? Yes. How can they help me? Not yeah. what educational background does this person have? Yes. Because yeah. I don't know if your educational background can help me. Right. Like right. 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 Well, and even like, it's interesting. I, so I have done my website and I have, um, I have simplified SEO consulting does my SEO mm-hmm. for my website. And I've gone through and I've revamped some pages to help with SEO and so forth. And the one page we haven't touched is my about page, not because it's good, but Mm -hmm. because like, I honestly think my about page has a lot of the same copy from when I first created the site. And like, there's things I want to tweak about it and I'd Mm -hmm. like to redo, but they've said, that's not the most important page. We need to optimize these others because people may go there, but it's, when, what are you saying about anxiety? What are you saying about what it's like to, to do therapy online? So that like, it clues you in of like, it's not about you (laughs) as much as we feel like it is because we want to promote ourselves and want people to work with us. It's not really. Yeah. That about page is a secondary. Yeah. It's, it's sort of the, um, I have a friend that talks about like people make decisions emotionally and then they yeah. justify them logically. Yeah. So if I've made the emotional decision of like, oh, I think like yes, this might be the person, then I'm going to the about page to justify. Yeah. Like yeah. again, like logically, is there enough? And I but it's still an emotional decision. Right. Yeah. So I'm yeah. going to give them just enough logic or just enough background. Like, yeah, I'm a licensed therapist and I went through this thing and I've gone through this kind of training. Yeah. But ultimately it's just because of this. Right. And if what I'm doing isn't working, we're going to refer you out. Like I'm going to, we're going to find the right person. Like I'm with you. And they're like, yes, you're with me. We're like, yeah, we're we're with you. Cool. Right. Right. Let's do it. Well, and I think like 
what's interesting is when I speak with clients for an initial consult, um, they, I would say like 75% of the time is I felt like you were talking directly to me, if not more than 75, right? Like they're like, or in their email, like requesting a consult, it's you, like, it's the language of you said, that's exactly what I'm going through. That's my experience. And so that's then what clues me in like, okay, like this is on point. (laughs) And I think this is the piece when we think about websites, we do often think about the look, the design of it. We do sometimes think about it being findable, right? Um, But we don't always think about that copy as being as integral as it is. And that learning that skill um, is just one of the most valuable skills you can have as a therapist, honestly, is learning how to write in a way that really describes what you do and engages a client. That is going to be a skill that will absolutely make your solo or group practice and that website really convert and connect in with people. Yes. Because if you have a findable website, that's beautiful, but doesn't have copy, it doesn't matter. Right. And honestly, and I'm with Ashley, like a beautiful website is great, but you can have an ugly website that has great copy and it will still convert. If we can make it pretty, it'll convert even better. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. But like, unless maybe if you're like an art therapist and it's like an ugly website, yeah, maybe, yeah. That's, maybe, <laughs> but like most of the time you're going to have, like, I've had some, right. some clients or some business schoolers where I'm like, dude, this website is ugly, but they are full because <laughs> they're, yeah. the copy is engaging yes. and the SEO is on point. It's findable. Yeah. And it's just like doesn't yeah. matter that like these colors are like hurting my eyes. Like, right, <laughs> right, right. Because it, because again, like it going back to if the client's not, or the potential client is not connecting to what you're saying in your copy, then they're like, they may not even get to, to the point of talking to you on yeah. the phone or in a, a consultation because the, like they're turned off by, yeah. or they're not connecting yeah. To what you're saying. Um, that's your first opportunity yeah. to have that imp- impression, um, with a potential client. And I think too, it changes the initial consult oh, when, when somebody is like, you're trying to convince them yeah. of the thing where they're like, well, tell me about, I don't know, what do you do? And can therapy help versus like, no, like, do you have space? Like I, I read it. Yeah. I watched the videos. I read the blogs. Like, Yeah. Like, I'm kind of curious, like, maybe I'm not sure if it's, you know, if you can help me, but like, I feel like you were speaking directly to me. Right. Like it really does change that whole dynamic. Yeah. When somebody has already made that connection, they felt heard, seen, normalized. Yeah. Given them hope. Yeah. Right. The the initial like treatment planners. um, If you, if you ever bought one of those treatment planners, where it's like, here are all the things and you flip through all of them, anxiety, depression, OCD, doesn't matter. Like at the very beginning, all of them would say installation of hope. Yeah. I was like, we're going to install hope. Like, what does that mean? (laughs) But I really get it. Like there is something of like, oh, there is help for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think like listening to you talk about 
you know, when they like that instilling of hope and like, oh no, like, yes, you can help me. And speaking directly to that person. When I think about my first website, that was not there, right? Like that, it was not niched down. It was just, it was like screaming into the void and hoping somebody came, right? And there was more of that convincing on the phone consultations because like it, they, it was clear what I did, but it also wasn't specific or niche down. And, you know, I think there was initially a lot of worry of like, Oh, if I am niching, like how, like, am I going to get people? But the, again, like the people that are contacting me are kind of, I I say self-referring meaning like they know pretty much if they connect with me, like based Mm -hmm. before I even get to them on the phone, because they see themselves in the copy. And so it's less work for me. I'm not usually, I'm not having to weed clients out necessarily in the way that I used to, because, um, people are under, are seeing themselves or they're not seeing themselves in my copy. And they know this is probably not the, the person for me, the therapist for me. Yeah. It's such an impactful place. Now, I want to talk a little bit about um, SEO and findability as a multi-state practice. Yeah. What are some lessons you've learned over time? So several things. I, so I initially was starting to do my own SEO and was initially starting to learn it. And it was one of those things pretty early on in my practice. I was like, nope. I am hiring out for this just because it's a lot and, and like, it's definitely doable. And I think probably if you are in one state, it's much easier. Um, but with just how my practice is, there's a lot that goes into it. So, um, I, I, it definitely has been strategic. So a couple of things I think have really helped with SEO, definitely having somebody like oversee that and optimize my site for me. Um, and, and let me pause there and say, without SEO, I would not be where I am in my practice today. Mm-hmm. I am beyond full. Um, mm-hmm. I have too many, like I'm continuously getting new referrals. People are finding me. I let go of my psychology today profile like a year ago, because all of my referrals are are through my website primarily. So, um, like 99.9% of of my referrals are through my website. Um, and so, so that spoke to me again about the value of like what I've done with SEO. So hiring out and getting really good optimization has been key for me. Mm -hmm. Um, a couple things with having multi-state and online practice is really targeting on the website that this is an online therapy practice, like using the language around that. I do Mm -hmm. not see people in person. Um, Mm -hmm. And so making that clear in my copy has definitely helped with SEO. Um, And then a couple of things, having a page specific to each of the states that I'm licensed in um, has really helped there. With that though, I even have some pages that are specific to locations in the state. So like, for example, in um, like Louisiana, I have a page that if you go to my website, you won't be able to find the New Orleans page. Like it's a hidden page, Mm -hmm. but it shows up if you search 
for, you know, therapists in New Orleans that, you know, fits all the criteria that I have. Um, and so that's good for SEO and, and within even like the state specific pages, um, using language and copy that targets areas of the clients that, um, either can afford my fee or are the clients that I work with. Like, for example, in Hawaii, I, um, I'm, I see a lot of military families. And so I target, you know, in my copy language around like, um, you know, I know what it's like to be, you know, stationed in Hawaii and all of a sudden you're at Hickam Air Force Base, you know, and so using mm-hmm. things that target that somebody's going to be looking, at, you know, yeah. therapist near Hickam and that will help pop some of that up. So yeah. there's definitely, it's definitely a strategy and it's having to know, okay, if you're writing for a whole state, it's not just talking to the whole state. You still are talking to specific places there. Yes. I think this is the piece that I want people to hear in this moment. If you definitely, you definitely do an online therapy practice. There's no issue with that. You can absolutely do multiple states, but trying to market to multiple states initially may not be as like expansive as you think it is. Yes. Initially, it's like, well, I can see people in Hawaii and Louisiana. So if I just put Hawaii and Louisiana everywhere on my web copy, that will mean that everybody in Hawaii and Louisiana shows up. But that's not how Google works at all. (laughs) Google is like therapist near me or, you know, therapist in New Orleans or online therapist in New Orleans or whatever the thing is. And in different states, people are searching for different things. Yes. So like you can find, you know, sometimes there's like a keyword, like online therapy in Chicago. Right. Might have more searches than online therapy in Illinois. Right. Maybe not. Or right. in some states, it's virtual therapy. It's not online therapy. Right. So right. there's some some research that's involved in that. And so for anyone listening, my recommendation is if you're starting with an online therapy practice, do be location specific and focus yes. on getting seen for one location initially. Yes. And then you can expand over time. You might even find you don't need to expand to more than yeah. one location. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is not a thing. And I love your strategy, Ashley, of you learning, learning about it while also having like, no, this is complex. It's something to outsource. Yeah. Have you thought about, are you going to expand into an online group therapy group? You know, I've thought about that. It's not something that I, I really want to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, I like, I, I don't really have the desire to be a group practice manager. Mm-hmm. Um, But one of the things like I, because I've had like exactly like you're saying with the online practice of, yeah, you need to focus on one place first. And so I've Mm -hmm. had as, as I've built my online practice, so many other moms just like me are like, how did you do this? Right. And so I've been able to like support them and building Mm. and building theirs too. And just like you said, don't just start like shooting out to the masses, right. That even when I was starting my new website again, um, I, I was like building up my practice in Louisiana, but I already had, you know, some leverage in Hawaii. Like I had a Mm -hmm. footprint there. And so I really targeted my website on stuff there. 
And then as that was getting like, okay, SEO is moving there. Then I did, I did a whole lot more where like, I want to get more clients in my own time zone. Yeah. So like I was blogging more specifically around things specific to New Orleans moms, um, or, you know, specific areas, um, that again, can afford my full fee or that I knew, um, we're on the, the, the insurance panels that I do take that kind of thing. Yeah. So it, it, it's, even if you say, um, like you said, even if you're like, I am just going to be online for one state, people aren't going to search online therapy in, like you said, Illinois, they're going yeah. to search like in their neighborhood, yeah. in their area, because they yeah. still are looking for that local connection, even if though yeah. they may not realize it, but like they are. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's such an important piece. And I think that it also can, it can, it can really make things a lot easier if you focus in. it's sort of the same thing as what we do with niches, right? Where we're like, I want everyone who wants to see a therapist. Um, I had a, uh, a colleague who would say, I, anyone who can pay me the check clears, (laughs) that's my ideal client. I'm like, he's a great man and he had wonderful experience and expertise, but like, it was like, Hmm, that's eh. yeah. I don't like that feeling versus like, Hey, no, I, I really work well with anxiety. I really work well with trauma. And so trauma clients coming to me, that's a whole different conversation on the phone. That's a whole different conversation in terms of how long they're going to stay with me. It's a whole different conversation as to how well-trained I am in like giving them like a crazy level of transformation versus like someone that's coming in that's depressed. Can I work with depression? Like, yeah. Is it my like wheelhouse? No. Right. Like not at all. Well, and I think the thing, you know, I've really thought about this the last couple months where I like, I love working with my clients and I feel really privileged to get to sit with them and the stuff that they're going through. And I, I remember in like community mental health work and work I did before private practice. And then even in private practice, when I was in the group practice and I wasn't more niched where, you know, you have those certain clients where you're like, please let them cancel (laughs) or like, or like, I don't really want to go into this session. And I, and I don't have that really Mm. anymore. And I think again, that speaks to, I am working with my ideal clients. And the, the reason that I am is because of my website. Like I truly believe that it's not because, um, you know, the, the insurance companies are saying this, right. It's because somebody may recommend me and they'll say, go to her website, ashleycomages.com and they'll get there and like, Oh yeah. Right. Like it's, or it is word of mouth because of somebody else who has seen that niche. Right. So to me, the website is, it's that funnel. It really has helped in building my practice to be exactly what I want it. Yeah. And I love that too. It's like, here's the SEO that makes sure I'm findable. Here's the marketing message that refers out the people that aren't a good fit and draws in the people that are a good fit. Right. And then here's all of my clinical chops that that reinforces all of that and gives yeah. people great outcomes that then leads to more referrals right? that add to the SEO. And it just all yeah. kind of flows together. It's a system. Exactly. Ah, yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay. <laughs> so what, um, what advice would you have to, I know we've already talked about some other things, but to someone who's getting started, who's saying like, okay, I'm going to do this on my own. I'm feeling kind of nervous. Are you like a techie person? Like naturally? Um, 
I would say yes, but like with limitations, but like, I'll go and figure, I'll try and figure it out. I'll watch tutorials and then like, I will hit a wall (laughs) and (laughs) like, and, but I, like I said, I know limitations. And so that's like, when I was learning SEO, I'm like, okay, I see this. And then it was like down the rabbit hole. And I'm like, nope, this is, I'm not doing this. There's (laughs) like, there's other stuff that I'm like, yep, I'll learn it myself. And then there's stuff where I'm like, I know when to call it. <laughs> well, especially with multi-state, multi-location, yeah. like that is a level where I'm like, yeah. Hey, number one, <laughs> let's focus on one place. And like yep. longer term, that might be a place to, to refer out. Right. Right. How well, much- let me, let me Go say ahead. to that too. Like, I don't want people to think that like, because I'm online, I'm like, yes, then I'll let me just get all these licenses. Like if we weren't a military family and I wasn't having to acquire these to practice, like I wouldn't be having four licenses and continuing to acquire them. So I, again, like to your point that you, I think you said this earlier, like if you are thinking of building an online practice, don't, don't think that you have to just go acquire all these licenses. Like really, I, and this is what I, when I'm working with other mom clinicians, I tell them like, don't even, again, don't market to your whole state, like focus on your area. If you decide for whatever reason, it's worth getting maybe one other license. Okay. But you do not need to like, Mm -mm. let's go get all these licenses. So I want to just caveat that. You do not need to. Yes. It is not recommended in most no, cases. No, like you. I don't could be full to. in any one of these states yeah. if I wanted to, but it's again, it's just the nature of our our life with the military. Yeah, and there's some, and I think too, you have a little bit more ease sometimes. There are in certain states, the fact that you are a military family right. does make there's some like little a little easier. It's still, it's not always easy, but sometimes (laughs) (laughs) it's not easy in California. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. We don't do anything easy here. No. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And then I think final question as we wrap up, how about how much time do you, and attention do you give to your website per week right now, now that you're full? So right now, not a lot. I do, um, I do blog monthly. I do two blog posts monthly and, and honestly that is for SEO. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I, um, I write a blog that is again, specific to my niche that is again, using language targeting certain areas. Like I was, I, like I said at the beginning, we moved to Florida this um, past, uh, not winter this past summer. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't have my Florida location page up yet, but I'm targeting Florida, like in certain, um, blog posts and that kind of thing. So, um, I will like spend a week getting all of that together, getting that all set and not a whole week, but like time throughout the week. And then my, um, my team will optimize it. Um, so I, once it's been kind of up and running, I really don't have to give that much time and attention to it. At the beginning, yeah. it was a lot yeah. to just get it up and running, yeah. but, um, but once it's kind of going, it kind of runs itself. It's not yeah. a set it and forget it. Like you do have to continue to do things to help with the SEO. And that's where, like, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I blog twice a month. Um, I could do more than that if I wanted to, but I'm, I'm full right yeah. now. Yeah. So. You could probably pull back to once a month realistically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that, you know, the one piece, which is this random thing, the online therapy space and those keywords are in kind of high competition, which is yeah. probably the difference um, that makes you in that space of like mm, two is probably 
two is pretty good. One would yeah. maybe do it, but um, a lot of the online tech, so like uh, better help and right. um, I can't, I forget all the names of the different places. There's so many now. They're, they're putting a lot of money into their online yes. marketing and their SEO. So it, th- that is one of the reasons why I'm sure you're a little bit more aggressive with your blogging. Right. Um, right. Is and the multi-state part too, yes. like that, that for sure. Yeah. Um, I think one question I think you had asked was like, what was something that you would say to like somebody at the beginning? And I yeah. think, cause I wrestled with this and this is one of the things I think that's really important. Um, not even if you don't have an online practice, but with your website, like we get so hung up in starting a practice of like, well, what do I call it? Right. And what's the name? And I, I know so many people who have like held back from actually starting. Cause like, I can't think of the name and when I was coming up with my website, it was like, well, what's the domain going to be? And I went with my name, Ashley Comages, and I, and one of the things that I think is important for people to consider, like when they are starting a website is like, if somebody is referring to you, right. Or they're like, oh, who's your therapist or who do you recommend? They're going to say your name, right? Like they're mm-hmm. going to say Miranda Palmer, or they're going to say yeah. Ashley Comages, right. And so that's an easy thing to type in versus, you know, you know, calm mind counseling LLC, right? Like that there's so much in there. So if, if your name is your web address or your URL, it's an easy thing to find. It's an easy way to link to you. So we like to overcomplicate things. I think a lot of times ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Um, And it doesn't have to be that way. You can still have a different name, like of your practice, if you really want to on your website, but it's an easy way for people to find you. Yeah. I'm like, I'm about like either first and last name or like service and, and city that you're in or service and state, like here are the pieces. Mine was counselingmodesto.com. And then if you typed in my name, both things would come up, but it took care of it. Um, and in your case, it makes a lot more sense because you were location independent to not be location. Right. 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 So it just helps with findability. And again, like that's, again, it all ties to that findability with your website. I love it. I love it. Ashley, thank you so much for being here and sharing all of your tips and tricks in creating this wonderful online therapy practice website, multi-state that is allowing you to go through all of the pieces of being a military family in a way that you can keep doing your career and um, connect in with the clients who really need you all around the United States, which is really rad. Uh, For those of you who are listening, we have our uh, website for therapist checklist, a free checklist that you can grab. You can go and grab that in the show notes, wherever you're listening, or you can go to zinnime.com forward slash podcast and grab it there. Um, And of course, we're always here for you, whether you are growing, launching, or scaling your solo group practice. We're here for you with business school for therapists and lots of free resources. So you're needed you are valued and you don't have to do this alone. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Starting a Counseling Practice podcast. Just a reminder, if you want some support in your private practice, we have an upcoming free training on creating a subpoena process. So check it out at zinnime.com and we'll see you next time.